BG Mania, a video game music podcast for October 23rd, 2019, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. music podcast brought to you by level down games i'm brian joined as always by the ooh, witchy one i don't know i would prefer warlock but all right by the yeah you're not a warlock the warlord remember that remember him i wish i had that kind of awesome haircut <laughs> bald he was bald frank it's frank yes <laughs> <laughs> For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. If you're new to the world of video game music podcasts, you are in for a treat, but for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods for the very first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves, instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoyed the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or we're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. And don't forget that we are still running that contest. You still have a week and a day, basically, if you're listening to this the day the show comes out, to enter the contest for leaving us a rating and a review for not only BG Mania, but also Max Level. All you need to do, open up Apple Podcasts, Leave us a rating and a review for BG Mania. If you want to enter twice, leave us a rating and a review for max level. Contact us. Let us know you did so. We'll put you into the drawing for a $10 gift card to your storefront of choice that we'll be uh, doing on our November 2nd recording. So we'll announce the winners for max level on November 4th and we'll announce the winners for BG Mania on November 6th. You can enter twice per Apple account and as many times as you want, basically, as long as you have unlimited amount of Apple accounts. <laughs> There you go. Unleash that bald army. Yep, fair enough. So get those ratings and reviews in if you want to be eligible for a $10 gift card. We'll do the drawing live during the recordings, and it should uh, hopefully be a lot of fun. But I do appreciate every rating and review that we've received so far throughout this month. I really, really, really do. And obviously, leading up to this month, every rating and review we've ever gotten is uh, very much appreciated. 
I'm going to say this now because it's still an ongoing thing. I am still a bit under the weather. Uh, I was feeling pretty good when we recorded Max Level on Saturday. Frank and I are doing BG Mini. It's a Monday night. That's October 21st. And after working at the haunted house again, Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday night in the cold, I'm struggling once again. So I have two bottles of Robitussin, three bags of cough drops and several Dayquil and NyQuil next to me. Uh, I've been drugged up trying to somehow get better. But if I cough, I'll cut it out. But just know that I'm probably coughing a good chunk of this episode. You just don't get to hear that. (laughs) I will suffer for all of you. You will suffer for all of them. But we're going to have an amazing episode today, Frank. I've been looking forward to this one the entire month because I think this is probably going to be my favorite episode we do this October. I think it was a great idea. I mean, witchy, witchy music. Yeah, like witch music has a very particular sound to it. And we kicked the show off with your first pick. And I told you when we start, when we got on the, when we jumped in Discord today, I was like, I don't care what order you put your tracks in. You have to start with that one because it is the one of the most, first of all, one of the most iconic witch tracks that there when is in I video games. When I think of witches in video games, I go straight to Grunty. I'm like, is that even a question? Absolutely. And her theme, Grunt, you know, what we're listening to there is one of the most iconic pieces of music surrounding witches, but it's the only one that also has a witch's laugh right at the very beginning. Yeah, man. Uh, so if you didn't know from what we just said there, that was Gruntilda's Lair, also known as Furnace Fun. From Banjo-Kazooie, composed by the man, the myth, the legend, Frank. No, Grant Kirkhope. Uh, The game came out June 29th, 1998. It's crazy to think this game is that old. Yeah, 21 years old. I could buy this game a drink. Mm, I buy this enough drinks, maybe I can get to come home with me. This game can legally, this game can legally buy cigarettes in the state of Ohio again because they upped the age limit from 18 to 21, like literally three days ago. Yeah, it's been like that in New York for years now. Has it? Yeah. And you shouldn't smoke. You shouldn't drink. You choose the booze, you lose. Um. <laughs> he says with a bottle of rum to his right. <laughs> and you know, um, because the people they demand it, Brian. They need it. How about you give them a fact instead of a joke on this one? Uh, okay. Because there's an interesting little fact behind this track. Uh, you know what, Brian? I like that idea. Maybe we'll switch it up. Maybe it just won't all be jokes. Maybe facts and jokes. So uh, this this track right here. Like your life. Not all just jokes. No, my life is one big joke. How dare you? <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for that punchline. Hopefully it all ends Tuesday. Um, so the, the, the track here was based upon a popular song. And many of you may have hummed it along to yourselves. The Teddy Bears Picnic. And that's the way the Teddy Bears have their picnic. Uh, but this is more of an obviously a more grim version version of it but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool definitely it's, it's more just... definitely more macabre uh I, I think it may have been game grumps that figured that out because i was looking at the actual teddy bear picnic no, song the on person YouTube. who figured that was grant kirkhope because it was like an homage well yes but i think that the yes, person figured that figured out that grant kirkhope used the the melody of the teddy bear picnic was game grumps i think because I saw a lot of comments on that particular YouTube video of Game Grumps episode eight or something like that. I don't really know. Do you, do you know how the witch got around uh, when her broomstick broke? Oh, man. I, I don't, Frank. <laughs> she witch hiked. Yeah. You go. She You're welcome. She didn't use a vacuum cleaner like they did in Hocus Pocus. Um, no, those are too heavy from the fly around now. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, those, that's, that's the caliber of joke you, you get to look forward to for this whole episode. You're welcome. Hocus Pocus, definitely one of my favorite Halloween movies, though. If not my favorite. Every year, I watch that. Great cast. Great, great cast. It really is. I, I, I'm still, like, hopeful that we'll see something in that franchise in the future, but I also don't want them to screw it up. You know what I mean? Because that oh, movie is so iconic. Up. I know they will. 
But that movie is so I, iconic. Have you actually been watching the reboot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I have not, but someone mentioned to me the other night and told me how I have to watch it. So It was incredible. I've only seen the first episode. Uh, we have the second episode DVR'd. I, I really do need to sit down and watch that. Maybe I'll do it tonight after we finish recording. Uh, the first episode was incredible. I really like how they did it. I, I think that if these three episodes do well, I'm really hoping they reboot it into an entire actual like series again, because I think it could do well. I, it's something we need. It is. And it is. Anyway, we're getting off track. I apologize. We'll move on to my next. Uh, my first pick on the episode today comes from a game that I thoroughly enjoyed when it released back on the PS3 and then the kind of like remastered version on PS4. It's from The Witch and the Hundred Knight. The name of the track is Witch's Temptation. That was Witch's Temptation from The Witch and the Hundred Knight. 
which came out here in North America on the PS3 originally, March 25th, 2014. I remember picking it up on PS3 the day it came out. How good was that? It was amazing. And then it came out on PS4, and I played it again uh, March 4th, 2016. Uh, That was composed by Tenpei Sato. Tenpei Sato is a guy that has basically been doing a lot of compositions in-house at NIS, Nipponichi Software. Uh, does all the music for, like, the Disgaea series, all of their dungeon crawlers, everything that NIS does, he is behind the music for. Uh, but he's been in the industry since 1988. Like, he's been he's been doing things pretty consistently for a, a long, long time, and he's actually uh, pretty good at what he does. But, yeah, you're right. How good was that? Unreal. <laughs> like, when she, first of all, I, I love that even before she started singing, but when she did, she hooked me. Yeah, and I, I did a little bit more digging while we were listening to it, and I was able to find a couple things, but there are no particular credits for that actual track. We know it was composed by Tenpei Sato because he did the entire soundtrack by himself. But I did find some actual, like, performers that are on the soundtrack, but not credited on that track. They're credited on other tracks. So we can maybe assume that it's them I don't know so in one track that has like a chorus or a choral arrangement behind it it's credited to Lilas maybe it's them I don't know guess who else has a credit on here Emmy Evans I don't think it's her yeah I don't think it's her Emmy Evans is credited for singing one track on on the soundtrack Uh, not this one Uh, I doubt it but (laughs) that, that doesn't sound like her so I don't think it's her and then another vocalist also has a credit on a different track, uh, Miki. So maybe it's her. I don't know. Well, I'll, I mentioned those names just to see if, uh, you know, Miki, if it is if one of those. Let us know. Yeah, let us know if you're out there listening. Uh, Lila, same thing. If you, if any of you hear that, uh, Emmy Evans, you're never going to hear this. But if you do. Emmy, if you do hear this, uh, my phone number is nine. Yeah, basically. Uh, I love this track, man. And I, I started my block of music with this one because I really like the way this sounds. And it has that very iconic witchy sound to it, just like Runtota's Lair did. Uh, you blew me away with that one. Yeah. So I'm about to hit you with with one of my favorite composers of all the times. Okay. Uh, this is the witch theme from a little game called Left for Dead. Enjoy. theme from Left 4 Dead. If you heard that song in the game, you were probably about to die. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, Left 4 Dead came out November 17, 2008, and this was composed by Mike Moraski. Oh, you never, never would have guessed that that was one of your favorite composers of all time. You know that. I know. That's <laughs> all I thought. Yeah. I'm always looking to just shoehorn my guys into these episodes, and I did it. You're welcome. <laughs> I was never a huge fan of Left 4 Dead, but I I do know that the witch in Left 4 Dead is one of the most scariest things around. <laughs> She's just so powerful and deadly and scary. I remember literally playing this game with friends and she popped up and I think I screamed on a party of four and everyone made fun of me. Hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, You're used to it though. But Brian, who turns off the lights on Halloween? Um, people that don't want to pass out candy like me. Oh, cheap people and the lights. Bitch. <laughs> cheap people. <laughs> uh, I actually, you know, I had a cool little uh, witch's fact for you. Um, oh yeah? So... With the Salem Witch Trials, how did most of those witches die, do you know? Um, I know how they didn't die. Well, that's the question. Yeah, so most people believe that they were actually burned at the stake. That was yeah. actually not... I, I, know, I, I know that's myth. I know that's a myth. That, that's a myth, yeah. So um, during the Salem Witch Trials, 165 people were accused. Wasn't 31, it like by water torture or waterboarding or something like that? No, it's, it's even worse, unfortunately. So, 40, so, so 31 of the 165 were imprisoned. 19 of them were sentenced to death. Out of those 19, 18 were women, and they were hung to death, unfortunately, which is just it's a brutal way to go. Uh, and the one remaining was a man who refused to admit that he was a witch, and he was crushed to death with stones. Probably the worst way to go. So uh, That's, that's, that's kind of like waterboarding. That's like just stoning instead. <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite, okay? Yeah, uh, well... So, well um, Sort of. why, why were none of them burned at the stake? Because burning someone at the stake is illegal. It was illegal back then. It's illegal now, unfortunately. Some some of them did, and there was there no. was a time period. No, it was um not here, not but here. I think it was over in Europe where they used to actually burn them. Well, yeah, Joan of Arc. Yeah, like they used to burn them. I don't know. Ask Martin, right? That's all you refer to when you talk about Britain. Uh, and that's my dog right there, Pip Pip Tyler. <laughs> But no, I, I know for a fact they used to burn people with a stick over there. It's even in paintings, so. Yes, and I bet you it smelled delicious. It probably smelled disgusting. <laughs> I can't imagine that anyone would enjoy the uh, the smell of someone burning at the stake, unless you're sick and twisted and demented. I don't know, man. A roasted pig smells delicious. I like to think we're just long pig. No. No? Okay. No. Uh, what do you got for us, Brian? Before, no. <laughs> before, I, before I go off into my tangent on cannibalism and how delicious we all are. Before the feds start knocking at your door. <laughs> okay. Jeff is already has, has me on so many lists. I need to add myself to another one. <laughs> I want to move to a game that is from the TurboGrafx-16 and is the most rare game that we're... And not, in, and not even talking rare from Banjo-Kazooie earlier the most rare game that we're going to discuss on the episode today. And I think if you actually try to buy a copy of this game, it's like $7,000 currently. The name of the game is Magical Chase. The name of the track, Waltz of Meditation number two.
was Waltz of Meditation number two from Magical Chase, which is a TurboGrafx-16 game that released here in North America sometime in 1993. There was also a PC and a Game Boy Color version that never released in North America. Those were exclusive to Japan that didn't come out till 1998 and 2000, respectively. That particular track was composed by Hitoshi Sakamoto, who is someone that we've actually talked extensively about here on the show. Uh, a lot of JRPG credits, which is how I'm most familiar with him and why I like him so much. Final Fantasy XII, uh, Tactics, some of the Valkyria Chronicles and Tales games. Uh, just does a lot of love Tactics Ogre. He does a lot of great work. So I've always been a huge fan of Hitoshi Sakamoto. Can you do me a favor, Brian? Lend you $7,000. I'm actually going to need like $7,200 because I also need to buy a Turbo Graphics. Oh, yeah. Well, is now there is a TurboGrafx-16 Mini coming out next year. Ooh, Can you imagine yeah. if this game was actually included on that? It would kill that market so fast. <laughs> that, oh, that's what happens in general, yeah, so. I, and I don't know if this game is actually included on there. I, I really, really don't. I, I probably should have looked that up. But Magical Chase is interesting. It's a side-scrolling shooter. So it's a shmup, basically, uh, in the style of Gradius. And you play as this cute little witch character and she goes around shooting like stars and just explosions from her wand. And you have these characters that I look that like too. they're. Yeah, I know you do. You have these. The wand is like, always exploding. No, you have these like little. That was a penis joke, Brian. I know it was, Frank. Weird creatures that are. Oh, oh, that, those creatures are weird. That look like they're riding a like a blue purple, like a paper airplane or something. I don't really know how best to describe this game. I'm literally looking at a static image of it. I've never played Magical Chase. I hadn't heard of Magical Chase till I looked into this episode. So, like I said, I was really surprised to see a game so rare that it sells for $7,000 on the internet. And I know there are other games that, you know, have that price tag on there, but this isn't, you know, something obscure like this that I've never heard of kind of took me by surprise to see that price tag. But this game just looks wacky and crazy. It looks colorful. It's cute. It looks kind of fun, but the soundtrack's great. This is not the only good song on there. The entire soundtrack's really good. Hitoshi Sakamoto did a good job with this one. Brian, your mama's so fat. Uh-huh. Her broomstick candles are redwood. Yeah. <laughs> All right, have a nice little fun witch I figure if I don't laugh at your jokes, <laughs> then maybe you just won't do them. I can't let my fan down. I need I need Sean here with the crickets from Max Level. Well, that's not nice. <laughs> so, uh, back in the day... If you were accused of being a witch, one of the things they would do is they would make a witch cake. And what a witch cake is, is they would take the urine of somebody, they would take the urine of somebody who is supposed to have been uh, afflicted by the witch, mix it with uh, rye flour and ashes, and they would feed it to a dog. And if the dog exhibited the same kind of weird feelings as the person afflicted, they'd be like, okay, you're possessed by a witch. And then they would kill the witch. That's top-notch science. How does a dog portray the same? I, I have no idea. Huh. Interesting. I, I don't get it. That's basically just a pea cake, Frank. That's a pea cake. Pretty much. I bet you it was disgusting. Please don't tell me you would eat a pea cake. I would not eat a pea cake. <laughs> I mean, if you ate a little paprika or something, give me some flavor. Some... <laughs> Do not forget about the contest we are currently running the entire month of October. We're giving away one $10 gift card to a storefront of your choice for both Max Level and BG Mania, and all you have to do to enter is leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and then contact us letting us know you did so. 
You can enter for both shows and as many times as you'd like. It just all depends on how many Apple accounts you have access to. We'll be drawing the winner on the shows we record on November 2nd, so you have until October 31st to enter. The winner for Max Level will be announced on November 4th, and the winner for BG Mania will be announced on November 6th. Thanks to everyone who has already entered, and thank you in advance to those who do so the rest of the month. Yeah, how about a nice little fun one? Let's do a fun okay. one. Okay. Uh, from another game, well, and I think Witches is another one that I just default to. From Bayonetta, this is Fly Me to the Moon. was Fly Me to the Moon from Bayonetta, which came out around Halloween. It was October 29th, 2009. Uh, that particular version was composed by Hiroshi Yamaguchi, and the singer was a Belgian singer named Helena Noguera. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong because I pronounced it in Spanish. <laughs> but yeah, obviously the song is a popular Frank Sinatra song, so yes. let's give uh, Old Blue Eyes some credit here while we're at it. Uh, I love this version. I really do. It just, it's, it's poppy. It's fun. It's happy. It's not a bad version. I mean, it's it's not Frank Sinatra and it never will be, but it, it, it's interesting. I don't know. I want to get a Bayonetta song on the episode and I figured, hey, you know, might as well go with you know, the, of all the, the board. Of all the Bayonetta tracks you could have picked. And I went with the chairman of the board. You're welcome. I don't think that. I am super Italian. Okay. It's what I do. <laughs> 
I, I, think we've, I think we've only played one track from Bayonetta 1 and 2 total, and you picked that. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Again, not a bad version of the song, though. Not a bad version of the song. All right, Brian. Then what, what's a witch's favorite subject in school? I don't know. Spelling. Oh. Why? Because they spells, like to cast spells. spells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, how, how terrible of a joke was that? That was so bad. So did you know why, um, like, who actually set forth the killing of witches? Like, like who, who ordered all this? Thomas Gage. That'd be cool. Uh, it was actually the uh, the Popes. Who's Thomas Gage? Uh, that's Johnny's father. Johnny Gage? Yeah. <laughs> Who's Johnny Gage? Uh, oh, that's Johnny Cage's uh, original name, but once he came over to America, they made him change it. Are and you Ellis serious? Island. No. <laughs> I, I, Tom, it. I think Thomas Gage is a real person, is he not? Was I think he's one of the witch hunters. I think he is. That's why I, I swear that name sounds familiar to me. That's why. Oh no, he's not. Thomas Gage was the uh, a British Army general that uh, was in command of the British Army during the um, uh, Independence War. Yeah, uh, we love the British here, except for you know, those wars against them. You know what? You know why I thought of that name. Uh, I, I bet he's a character in uh, Mel Gibson's *The Patriot*. That was a good movie. Uh, it was a good movie. It was, was a actually, great movie. Uh, in the year twelve hundred, Pope Gregory the Ninth. In the year twelve hundred. <laughs> in the year twelve hundred. Uh, <laughs> so it was Pope Gregory the Ninth authorized the hunting and killing of witches, and then in fourteen hundred eighty-four. Pope Innocent VIII confirmed that witches exist, and when a pope says something, it, beco it becomes Catholic dogmatic law. It made it acceptable under the church to destroy those believed to be witches. Yeah. So, you, you have my awesome religion to thank for that. You're welcome. If the popes declare it still in 2019, does it become law? If, well, the, the way, uh, I don't want to break down religion too much for you, but, but if a pope declares something while on the throne, is it's actually as if God has said it themselves, so it becomes an infallible law. Even still to this day? To this day. So if the Pope were to sit on the throne and say, uh, Frank is Jesus on Earth, which I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> but if he said it. If he said it, I would be. <laughs> and that's the way it works. And I think it's fairly obvious when, when you try to walk on water, you sink to the bottom faster than anything's ever sank to the bottom before. Okay. I'm not Jesus. Jesus wasn't fat. Do you know no, why? Well, that's that exactly by, it. Is that a song by uh, Apocalyptica and Corey something? Corey Taylor? Uh, I don't think it's Jesus wasn't fat. That's what it sounds like. Uh, Faith plus one, maybe. I don't want to. No, no, I'm not going to sing any Faith plus one songs. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you got for us, Brian? All right, can, let's can jump to my... Podcast and let's talk about how fat I am. What, what, what do you got for me? <laughs> let's jump to my next track. And I'm going to something that we don't do that often here at BG Media. Go to a mobile track. What? Yep. From... A game that I used to play quite extensively when I worked a nine to five job and used to be able to sit at a desk and all I had access to was my phone. Bubble Witch Saga 3, the name of the track, is the main theme.
And that was the main theme from Bubble Witch Saga 3, which I don't know when this game came out. Because if you like search it in, well, let's see here. Let's see if it says it on Google Play's store. I don't know how to like find information out from these storefronts that well. Let's see here. Uh, October. Nope. That says when it was updated, October 21st, 2019. Wow. This game was updated today, Frank. <laughs> the day that we're recording the episode. I don't know. I haven't played it in a long time. Okay. So I don't see it on Google Play Store, like a release date. Maybe it's on King's website. Let's see here. Nope. Maybe uh, I, would it be on Facebook? Yep. January 12th, 2017. So you piqued my interest if I am looking. <laughs> yeah. January 12th, 2017 is what Facebook says the game came out. So I played this game for like two months before I left my nine to five job and then started doing level down games full time because I was already we were already doing level down games um, beginning of 2017. We started this in the summer of 2016, but I didn't officially leave my nine to five until March of no April of 2017. So I played this a little bit beginning of 2017. I actually probably put more time into the first game of this franchise, Bubble Witch Saga, the first one. That's probably the one I played the most. Yeah, that's probably the one I played the most because I remember I was still working at Leslie's in Las Vegas and I used to play it behind the counter all the time. So definitely a uh, a fun game, though. And I enjoy that track. It's really good. Composed, if we can trust what I was able to find here, by Alberto de la Rocha. Uh, Do that right now. Come on. I can't do it. <laughs> My voice is too tough. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'm going to give you a pass on that one. Because you're Del Rio. <laughs> there you go. <coughs> there you're going to get a pass on that one because you're like I said, you're knock, knock, knock on heaven's door. <laughs> I knew what you wanted, though. Okay, it's what the people wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted to hear me struggle. Alberto you know Del Rio. Al- Alberto Del Rio is a jerk, though. <laughs> yes. Alberto De La Rocha, probably not a jerk. We don't know yet. I'm going to reserve my thumbs uh, up. <laughs> so <laughs> how do witches get good bargains, Brian? I don't know. Go on a witch hunt. They haggle. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right. Um, you know what? Let's go, let's go, let's go to the, the greatest composer of all the times. How about that? Okay, I like it. Um, up for up for debate, but I like it. That's up for debate. Um, from the second best Legend of Zelda game out there, from Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. <laughs> this is Kotake and Kume. You didn't let me get a word in, Frank. Nope.
And that was Kotaki Ankume from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Composed, the best Legend of Zelda of all time. False. <laughs> composed by Koji Kondo. Uh, the game came out here in the States November 23rd, 1998. What a great game. These were the uh, the Gerudo witches who were actually like the mothers slash servants, like the surrogate mother, so to speak, for Ganondorf. So, that, so it, was, it was pretty cool. They used to like brainwash people. They flew around on brooms. It's the, your classic witch shebang. Uh, they're also in the Majora's Mask. So uh, some, some of the characters actually carry over to the other game. Yeah, absolutely. I I just I adore this game so much. Like, I know I say it all the time. It is definitely my favorite Legend of Zelda game. Uh, I know it's not Frank's. Frank obviously prefers uh, Wanda Gamelon. But of course, it's, just, it's, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, just another, like they were also the villains in Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Like these characters endured through many games, which is not something that most of these uh, bosses could say. You know, it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, Ganon. Okay. No, there are like a lot of bosses do kind of have different variations of themselves in every game. Name one. Uh, the the spider with the giant eye. Uh, Goma. Yeah, he's in like every game. That, that's a race of creatures. Okay, how, how dare you just think say they all look the same? <laughs> Brian, it's 2019. I thought we moved past that. Okay, it's the same boss, Frank. You're, you're welcome. Uh, it's, so it's, what the, is a, it's the same boss. <laughs> what does a witch ask for when she stays in a hotel? Uh, I don't know. Broom service. Hiyo. <laughs> it's so bad. So stupid. These, these jokes—they're even hurting me. Okay, but I'm, yeah. I'm doing it for the, for the people. For the peeps. For Christian's peeps. When you close your eyes, you look... Okay, uh, go ahead, Brian. What you got for me? That was, that was a great theme. That was, it was a great theme. It really is. W- w- I can't wait for him to show up again and wrestle again. In AEW. In AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move to uh, a game that I definitely... This is my favorite one of the entire franchise. From Dragon Age Origins. This is Morgan's Love Song.
And that was Morrigan's love song from Dragon Age Origins, which came out on PC and Xbox 360 here in North America on November 3rd, 2009. Also hit PS3 on November 3rd, 2009 as well. I don't know why those are separate on Wikipedia. Do you ever Composed play that game? Oh, all the many, many times, <laughs> many times. It's, like I said, it, it's my favorite Dragon Age game. Uh, I did not like Dragon Age 2. I, I do think that one is the worst, by far the worst. That was Dragon Age 2 Order of Ecclesia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dragon Age Inquisition was good, but just had too many fetch quests. But the story was really good in Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm looking forward to the fourth. I, I do hope Bioware can turn it around and, and not, not the franchise, because the franchise is in a good spot. I'm hoping Bioware can turn themselves around and and put out a good game again. But Dragon Age Origins is special, uh, composed by Einan Zor, someone that we've talked about before on the show. Hell yeah. An amazing, amazing, amazing composer. Everything he does is just epic and beautiful. Absolutely. And Morrigan is probably without question one of my favorite witches in a game. And when she joins your party in the Kakari Wilds, it's just it's it's this epic scene. And I'm sorry if you romanced anyone else besides Morgan in Dragon Age Origins, you made the wrong choice. She is by far the correct choice. And just like their love scene that they have together with that track playing again, composed by Ananzor, the the vocals done by Aubrey Ashburn. It's a beautiful scene, man, and it's so cool. And she's such a dynamic and awesome character that, you know, she she definitely has a pivotal point, not only in Origins, but in Inquisition as well. That was really cool to see. Yeah. You pick the other ones. You're a dummy. And I hope you die. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I, I think that what they decided to do and how they told the story and the narrative around it. Again, this was um, written by someone we literally just talked about on the Maxwell podcast on Monday. The entire story was written by David Goddard, who is writing the story for uh, Chorus, the game we did for Kickstart My Heart. Yes, and you got to get on that. Hit Fig if you haven't heard this already. Go to Fig. Yeah. Back Fig Chorus. Fig.co, back Chorus, because you're listening to BG Mania. I know you like video game music. Literally, go look on fig.co. Look up a game called Chorus. You're going right to be blown away. You're going to be blown away. Okay, Brian. What does an Australian witch ride on? I don't know. A boomerang. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I quickly want to talk about leveldowngames.com. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both Max Level and BG Mania, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, anything we produce on our YouTube channel, and daily news stories. So please, if you aren't a regular visitor of leveldowngames.com, consider bookmarking it and checking it out every so often. It would really mean a lot to all of us and help us out so much as we continue to grow. Podcasts, of course, can always be found on your favorite podcast app of choice every Monday morning for Max Level and every Wednesday morning for BG Mania. Uh, I'm usually very anti-remake, but uh, I really, really like the music on this one here, so we're going to do it. This is from the 2013 version of Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. This is Miserable.
And that was Miserable from Castle Evolution, starring Mickey Mouse. Uh, this is the remake that came out September 3rd, 2013, and it was composed by the great Grant Kirkhope. We got him in here again. Two for the price of one. Yeah, man. Uh, this could fit in. Like, It's like a nightmare for Christmas. Brian said he, he could imagine this being in uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, absolutely. This could, this, this, could, this could fit somewhere in Banjo-Kazooie. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> this was, and this is the music during the final ba- uh, boss battle. Spoiler alert. Um, it's a cool final boss battle theme too. It really is. In fact, like she almost kind of sings along in it because like she, it was weird for me hearing the music without hearing her like saying all her stuff. Oh, is it like in tune to the music for the most part? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Uh, be yeah, a super fun game. The remake really, really was one of the few times where I was like, you know, the remake is better. It is. I love it. And that track is very epic, man. It's very, very cinematic, very epic. It's it's a great piece of music. It I really even like is. that it kind of ended with the, the prologue. It, it started to fade itself into the prologue music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that, too. How cool was that? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to be nice here because I don't have a good fat joke. Anyway, what the hell I have one? Why did the did witches you say a good fat lose- joke? I have lots of fat jokes if you want me to start bursting those out. Uh, so why did the witches team lose the baseball game? I don't know. Their bats flew away. But witches, they, they don't use bats, do they? I don't know. What do witches put in their hair to keep it up? I don't know. Scare spray. Okay. Um, <laughs> please, Brian, save us all. We are going to move now to a <laughs> wonderful piece of music from a wonderful game, Final Fantasy VIII. We've played Ultimecia's theme before. We've played the succession, the succession of witches. That's what I was trying to say there, which is an amazing piece of music as well. But we've never played Ultimecia's Castle.
That was Ultimecia's Castle from Final Fantasy VIII, which released here in North America September 9th, 1999, 9999, the same day as the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, Sega Tasanchiro will be very happy to give uh, the, the Dreamcast here. Composed oh, yeah. by the wonderful Nobuo Yamatsu. I think I've heard of him. Yeah, epic, epic, epic tune, man. I love that so much. Everything about Final Fantasy VIII centers around Ultimecia, who is this ultimate witch, this ultimate character, man. And I've talked so many times how that battle, first time I played Final Fantasy VIII, took me like two and a half, three hours to get through. Uh, she is just this incredible sorceress, man. It's so cool. But Succession of Witches is a great track, as I mentioned before we led into that. Her theme is amazing, but so is Ultimecia's castle that we just heard. That church organ literally gives me goosebumps dude that is an I killed epic that time piece of music that is an epic piece of music you finished this game didn't you yes this is all about like time traveling and literally the succession of the, the witch line this is the the last final fantasy i think you actually completed because i don't think you've ever finished nine yet no yeah so this is where you kind of stopped in the in the journey of final fantasy games we were doing for um at least i played four. the classics yeah you played four uh, I'm really looking. I own. I, I bought it day it came out. The Final Fantasy VIII remastered on PS4. Uh, have yet to f- sink any time into that because I keep saying it. I'm not going to do it until I have a break of like two weeks where I know I can just invest time into that game. Because once I start it, I'm not going to stop playing it. And I, I I know that to be fact. And I have too much stuff going on right now to start that game because as soon as I start it. I won't stop playing it. It's kind of like how it's going to be next month when Shenmue 3 comes out. When that comes out, I'm going to start it immediately, and I'm not going to stop playing it until I finish it. <laughs> I'll probably be that way with Pokemon, to be quite honest. Yeah, see, I don't. I won't be that way with Pokemon, but I am really looking forward to playing Pokemon. I might be that way with the Outer Worlds this week. Once I start that game, I don't know if I'll be able to stop it. It looks incredible. It's hard when, when a game really sucks you in. I mean, to be quite honest, Borderlands has sucked me in. Uh, I don't I know first, how that I, game is not good. At least I didn't think it was. I, I'm really enjoying it to the fact that like I have to stop myself or I'll be up until one, two o'clock in the morning knowing I have to wake up in like three hours after that. And that's not a good it's not a good idea. I need to keep a job. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't want to, but uh, I need their money. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about we go a little more evil? Evil. OK. OK. Uh, and when I think evil, I think of this series. Uh, and the evil things are doing to me by making a mobile title instead of just giving me the fourth. For the love of God, give me the fourth version. But hey, maybe maybe it's going to get announced at BlizzCon literally in a week and a half. It's possible. Make it so, or I will show up and I will protest. But not for the reason I want to protest. I'm just going to protest the fact that you're not giving me my game. <laughs> okay? And you don't want to see a fat man cry. Uh, from, Diablo, from the Diablo 3 expansion, Reaper of Souls, this is Adria's theme.
that was Adria's theme from Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls. Uh, the expansion came out March 25th, 2014, and it was composed by uh, a racist named David Duke. No, 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 I'm sorry. That's the leader, leader of the clan. It was composed by Derek Duke. David Hopefully Duke. Hopefully no relation. The, the leader of the clan? Yeah, or it was the leader oh, of the clan. I didn't know that. They, they, they used to dress like ghosts. Really real spooky. Yeah, they just, I like how you tied it in. They dressed as ghosts. You know, it's Halloween themed episode. Yeah, so really stupid costumes, but you know, they're poor and ignorant. So we're, we're, you know, it's, it's, all they can, it's all they can afford. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, so, of- so we, should, we, we, should, we should pity them. And I do. Uh, no, man, but Diablo 3. It is, it's still Diablo 2, but it was a fun game. I sunk many an hour into this game. I wish I could remember my user. I wish I could remember my username so I could log back in. I played uh, a lot of Diablo 3 when it first came out, when they did the, um, like, everyone that signed up for a year's worth of subscription for Warcraft. This was in 2011, I think. Everyone signed up for, like, a year for Warcraft, and they gave you Diablo 3 for free. I did that. Uh, what? So, I, I, um, I'm the dummy who paid for this game? Well, I paid the same amount. I just got Warcraft for free as oh, well. okay. <laughs> or, what was it? I, I pledged to pay for Warcraft for a year. So I couldn't, like, they wouldn't let me cancel my account, if, even if I wanted to. I didn't want to. I played religiously at the time. But I had to pay for 12 months. But if I would have stopped paying, I think I would have lost access to Diablo 3 or something like that. I think that's how that worked. You know how much money I made in that auction house that they put in this game? When it was first there? I, yeah. I bet, I bet nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why they took it out, because... If you weren't making money, there was some people that were, and they were exploiting the system. Yeah, I do not have that kind of technical skill. No, but great piece of music. Another very epic track. That definitely yeah, you could tell that's a boss battle. And she, she's the, in my opinion, probably the the main boss of this game of the expansion, of course. Oh yeah, of the actual of the actual expansion. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. go figure. That's what, that's what I was saying, right? <laughs> But yeah, BlizzCon, November 1st, November 2nd. Uh, we have access to the virtual ticket here at Level Dog Games, so I will be covering that as extensively as I can. That is also the last weekend of the Haunted House that we're open, so uh, going to be a very busy weekend for me, but I definitely will have a reaction video to the opening ceremony on Friday the 1st, so I'll hopefully I get that up. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. I'll hopefully get that up right before I have to head out for the Haunted House that night. Uh, I really do want to see what they do. Rumors are Diablo 4, Diablo 2 Remastered, and Overwatch 2 being the big announcements. But obviously we're going to see a new Warcraft expansion as well, probably a new Hearthstone expansion, and hopefully the release date for Warcraft 3 Reforged. So uh, in terms of games, it should be a good show, but I'm more just interested to see what happens with the whole Hong Kong China issue. I think that's kind of what we're all watching for right now, just to see... How they handle that going into BlizzCon because it's still such a big deal right now. Um, all right, let's move into my next track. We're gonna go to a fun little PS2 game by the name of Grim Grimoire. The name of this track is Book of Days.
Book of Days from Grim Grimoire, which released here in North America June 26th, 2007, again on the PlayStation 2. I have several composers on the soundtrack, and I can't find a breakdown. Uh, VGMDB and all the other websites we normally use don't actually have a breakdown of who composed what, so we'll just mention all five composers. We have Hitoshi Sakamoto once again, uh, Masaharu Uwada, Kimihiro Abe, Matsuhiro Kanada, and Noriyuki Kamakura. So one of those individuals responsible for composing this track, or several individuals responsible for composing this track. Uh, Maybe, maybe Masaharu Iwata. This is a real-time strategy game. And this was a fun little game starring a witch, Lilith Blonde. She's a young magician, and she goes to this magic school, the Tower of the Silver Star. And I just remember back in 2007 being enamored by this game how it played, how it looked, how colorful it was, and just how much of a fun experience it actually was. Like, very, very, very cool. Very cool. I really like this a lot. And the track, you even mentioned it, we were listening to it. You definitely get that witch feel from it. You absolutely do. Yeah, just, I pulled up some screenshots because unfortunately I've never heard of this game. Very colorful, like very... Yeah. I, 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 I could tell this probably was a fun game just by just looking at it. Yeah, yeah, or, or I love that kind of stuff. One. Uh, developed by Vanillaware, they also did Odin Sphere, which is also a really cool game. And they're currently working on uh, 13 Sentinels, which has been in development for like 10 years, just hasn't come out yet. So <laughs> it's going to uh, come, come out the day after Star Citizen. Yeah, basically, they um, they, they definitely kind of ran into some financial trouble and development trouble. Uh, 13 Sentinels has been in has been in trouble for a while, but I do think that game is going to come out uh, episodically now. I think that's the only the only way they're going to get it out. So we'll have to see. But I really liked Grim Grimoire and the soundtrack sounds like this from top to bottom. Like it's very witchy. It's very magical. It's very supernatural. It's a great soundtrack through and through. It really is. Good stuff. Good stuff. Have you heard of our other podcast, Max Level? For those who are unaware, we do a weekly all purpose video game show known as Max Level every Monday morning. Featuring myself, Frank, Sean, and Kyle, the four of us talk about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games we've been spending time with over the past seven days. Not only that, but we detail the new releases for the week, including a fun Metacritic guessing game. Speaking of games, if you're into trivia, Bonus Stage is a competitive segment where Sean, Frank, and Kyle compete against one another in a series of five questions to see who is the champion for that particular week. Max Level is always a lot of fun and entertaining while providing the news you need to know on a weekly basis. Plus, the latest reviews, impressions, reaction videos, and podcast episodes can be found on our main home on the internet, and hopefully one day yours as well, leveldowngames.com. Hey, Brian, you know what it's time for? Uh, time for some WarioWare! <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought I thought you were trying to do like a uh, terrible like vampire. Uh, I really though the warrior voice is just a fat terrible vampire. <laughs> Basically, um, I want to suck your blood. <laughs> uh, this is from Warrior Work. Touched. This is Ashley's theme. Who's the girl next door living in the haunted mansion? You better learn my name, cause I am Ashley. She knows the darkest spells and she brews the meanest potions. You might be the ingredient I seek. Don't let yourself be fooled by her innocent demeanor. 
You should be afraid of a great Honestly, she doesn't play with dolls and she never combs her hair. Who has time for girly things like that? Eye of Newt, I cast a hex on you. Grandma's wig, this'll make you big. Kitten spit, soon your pants will fit. Panelone's Giganticus! Oh no, not again. She can rule the world and still finish all her homework. Everyone knows that I'm the greatest Ashley. You better watch your step or she'll cast a spell on you. And turn my teacher into a spoon. Mansion. You better learn my name cause I am Ashley Just remember this when you see her on the street I'm the cruelest girl you'll ever meet And that was Ashley's theme from WarioWare Touched um, Came out here February 14th, 2005 for the Nintendo dual screen uh, and was composed by Masuru Tajima and uh, the wonderful singing was done by Jean Nishida. I think the track is made better and I mentioned this to you briefly while, mentioned, uh, while listening to it. It's made better by her not caring personality, very monotone type of a voice. Well, she is the cruelest girl you'll ever meet. Well, that's just it. Like whoever, who did you, who did you very, say it was? Very much like, her name is Jean Nishida. She played it very much like Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams or uh, Aubrey Plaza, even. <laughs> uh, like, you, don't, don't, don't just say her name because she's Bay, okay? Like, just just that type of character. Like, yes, yeah, like, like just, just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, just completely uninterested, doesn't care. Uh, it's it's really really well done. And Ashley debuted. Did she debut in Touched, or was she in the first WarioWare? That's a damn good question. Um, I don't know if she was in the first one. I know for, for damn sure she wasn't touched. Well, yeah, but I can't remember. I think she may have been in the first one. And just like everything that WarioWare has done with her character, she also is, you know, one of the iterations of the WarioWare stage in Smash Brothers Ultimate is the Ashley area. And like what, what they do with that is, is really cool. And they kind of play a little bit of the snippet of that track during that section. Like, it's just a very iconic piece of music. I double checked. She did first appear in Touched. OK, so Touched was her first game. OK, very cool. Yeah, um, great yeah, tune, yeah, though. Love it. But uh, I have no good witch jokes, unfortunately. Not that I had any Darn. good ones before. Yeah, I was um, going to say, like, what <laughs> what's the difference then? Just, <laughs> what What's what's uh, the starting letter of witch, Frank? It's a W. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> what kind of witches did you find out in the Sahara? I don't know. Sandwiches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on to a very, very, very <laughs> iconic oh, oh God, game. <laughs> very iconic game by the name of Bloodborne. <laughs> the name of this track, The Witch of Hemwick. Thank you. 
And that was The Witch of Hemlick from Bloodborne, which came out here in North America March 24th, 2015. If you read my review for Code Vein recently on LevelDownGames.com, you'll know that Bloodborne is still my number one Soulsborne type of game that From Software has done. I love Bloodborne. That was composed by Michael Wandmacher. Bloodborne had several composers on it. The main composer of Bloodborne was... Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. second. We're going to stop you for a second. Michael Wandmaker was the person who wrote a a witch song? Yeah. What are the chances? Why? His last name is Wandmaker. (laughs) I didn't even even put that together. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, There were six composers on the soundtrack for Bloodborne. The main composer was Chris Velasco. Nobuyoshi Suzuki, Yuka Katamura... Sukasa, Sato, and Ryan Amon, also composers on Bloodborne. But Michael Wanmaker <laughs> uh, only has five video game credits to his name. Did Madagascar in 2005, Madagascar Escape to Africa in 2008, Singularity in 2010, the reboot of Twisted Metal in 2012, and Bloodborne in 2015. And this is the only track he contributed to Bloodborne. The only contributed to the witch track. That's pretty cool. Only contributed the witch track. Yep. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. I love Bloodborne. I love the atmosphere. I love the vibe of it. But the soundtrack is so killer, man. That's a great tune right there. It's very creepy. Very eerie. Definitely a different take on the witch stuff that we've heard so far today. Do you ever watch The Witches of Eastwick? No. That was a good movie. It had the Michelle Pfeiffer's and Cher. Jack Nicholson. Um, I thought maybe Michael Wandmaker did that. But no, because he also is a... um, he, he's done several films as well. Also, a couple TV shows, too. He's the main composer behind the Goldbergs, which is still ongoing. Good show. Uh, never, never actually seen it. But he did, he did Underworld not. Blood Wars in 2016, uh, The Last Exorcism Part 2 in 2013, The Haunting in Connecticut 2. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of scary stuff, actually. My Bloody Valentine 3D, uh, Punisher, Warzone. Have you ever watched The Witches of Breswick? No. That one's on Cinemax. <laughs> I think Mary Carey's in it. What was the, but, um, <laughs> not a porno, but what was the, uh, na- uh, th- there was a movie that I used to like that centered around, which is, it was very campy, very like teenage type stuff. Uh, um, is it the one where she turns them into mice? No. That's called Witches. No. Was it, was, was it, was it the awesome movie starring Fires of Bulk, The Craft? No, it took place in Is Islip, New York. Islip. Islip. Where, where, I used to, where, where I live. You don't live in Islip. Islip is where I grew up my entire life. What is Islip? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The Covenant. Okay. The name of the movie that I'm trying to think of is The Covenant. The 2006 I American... Was, I think it also took place on Long Island. The, two, uh, the 2006 uh, the sons American... The of Ipswich. Ipswich. That's what it was! Yes! The son... Ipswich. In the town of Ipswich. Not Islip. Or Islip or whatever the hell it is. It's Massachusetts, not New York. I got confused. That would make more sense because, you know, Massachusetts is the devil. Yeah, um, a 2006 supernatural horror film. Uh, what did this movie budget was 20 million, grossed 37.6. It made money. Uh, 72 reviews. The film holds an approval rating of 4%. Sounds about right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an average rating of 2.84 out of 10. I told you it's not. It's not like regarded as a very good movie. I own this movie, though. I don't know why I enjoy this movie, but I do. The only thing I remember about this movie, I could be wrong, was there's a scene where he's driving a car and, like, he like just, like, the, he disassembles the car as he's driving. Yep, that's totally in this movie. That's this one? Okay. Yeah. That's the one thing I remember about this movie. Then. 
Yep, that's totally in this movie. All right, how about I take you to a game based on an amazing movie? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> this is the movie that started all those great, amazing found footage movies that we love so much. Had an amazing sequel uh, that I love and endear to this day. Of course, we're talking about the game Blair Witch. In the track, I am here, but you're not. And that was I Am Here But You're Not from the Blair Witch Game, which came out just recently, August 30th, 2019, composed by Arachdusis Rikowski. Arachdusis? Where's he from? Uh, yeah. uh, with a name like that, I'm guessing he's Polish. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, this game is definitely probably the, absolutely the newest game we have on the list this, uh, this episode. Uh, a game I actually recently played through and finished. Not a terrible game. Definitely has uh, quite a good amount of jump scares and... You know, I'm things sure that you're not expecting. Oh, it's kind of hard not to be. <laughs> this was called Space Bay. The Blair Witch is not a very good movie. No, uh, I, I still, again, just like The Covenant, a movie I do enjoy, but it's not a good movie. It's, it's, it's good for what it was. Like I say, it definitely started off all these things. Without that, you wouldn't have your paranormal activities. Was it the second one that had the track from Godhead yeah, as the main Book theme? Sh- that, that was Book of Shadows, and that is a cinematic masterpiece. No, I'm willing to bet that somewhere. I'm willing to bet that sitting somewhere at least at five or six on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, out of a hundred. But yes, out of a hundred. <laughs> yeah, out of a hundred. Uh, I still really like that uh, Godhead song, though. Like that—that that actually turned me into a Godhead fan. Like I like—I like that band. I think they're good. It's one of those things <laughs> where, like, you know, it has a track that it doesn't deserve. Yeah, like a game, but, you know, it's not yeah, a game. It's, it's a, a bad game movie. Too, yeah. yeah. Uh, fun track, though. I remember that in the game, too. Uh, very creepy, very atmospheric, but it, it sets the tone for what you can expect from Blair Witch. And I think it, it fits really well. I actually want to apologize to the Blair Witch series right now. Uh, Book of Shadows, you didn't get a five out of 100. OK, you got a 14. Respectable. That's the yeah, well on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, that's not the worst that you can get. Obviously, we just saw the Covenant was sitting at what a four. So <laughs> it's definitely possible to get way, way, way lower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Man, we're already we're already coming to the close, though. I knew this is going to be a fun episode. I really knew this was going to be a fun episode. Uh, we, we definitely had a lot of music that I was kind of hoping to hear a lot of things that have that traditional witchy sound to it. So I, I was glad we definitely hit the mark on some of these picks, but I'm going to close out with another track from the Legend of Zelda franchise. I know earlier on with our seventh track, you played Kotaki and Kuume from Ocarina of Time. I am going to the Capcom developed games back on the Game Boy Color. I want to take a look at Oracle of Ages because I want to listen to Varen's theme 
who was a pretty good, different style of villain for the Legend of Zelda franchise, a villain that existed. Obviously, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, uh, you know, those games came out at the same time and were connected. But she was also in the Minish Cap, was she not? She was. Yeah. So definitely a character that existed Her in several knows different games. No bounds. Her evil goes everywhere. <laughs> but she she definitely uh, existed in more game than one. And she, just a, a great character. Not a great person, but a great character. Like me. I have great character. <laughs> yeah, great character. Not a good person, but a no, good character. Not the <laughs> Uh, it's a fun track, though. It, it definitely has yeah, that. I, I, do like, I do like the track. It's, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it's again, it's a little bit different from some of the more traditional witch stuff that we heard throughout the episode, but it's definitely Zelda. It's definitely very much infused with what Koji Kondo did with his compositions for The Legend of Zelda. And I did not mention the composers for this game. The composers for the Capcom developed Zelda games were Monaco Adachi and Kiyohiro Seda. I don't know which one did what. They may have both worked on it together. I don't really know. But the Game Boy Color definitely had different sound chips than, you know, the the games that we're used to hearing for Zelda, like Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, because this came out after Ocarina of Time. This came out after Majora's Mask. This released May 14th, 2001 here in North America, right around the same time as The Wind Waker. And it sounds so freaking different. <laughs> it is crazy to think they came around the same time. Right, right. Yeah, it's so freaking different how 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 it sounds. But good nonetheless, man. It's it's really good. These games are highly regarded because they're some of, you know, two Zelda games that are canon that uh, weren't developed by Nintendo. That's pretty cool. And yeah, Varen, man. How awesome of a character. Just the best. The very best. With a great, great theme, though. I do, I do like the music. I do like the music. But that's going to bring us to the close, man. That's going to bring us to the close of the show. We are done with our themed October episodes. Next week, obviously, the end of the month, so we know what we're getting into with that. And then we have a bonus episode coming up on Halloween. So uh, we're, we're done with our themed episodes. We'll be back next October with uh, a couple other themed episodes that I, I think I already have an idea for. We only yeah, we only have three next uh, next year. It's unfortunate the way that the calendar lines up. We'll have uh, one on the 7th, one on the 14th, and one on the 21st. But yeah, we won't have the uh, extra Wednesday like we did this year. So we definitely took advantage of it and had a lot of fun. But that is going to close out the show, unless you have anything else you wanted to mention before we get out of here. One more witch joke. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, here, here's my Halloween gift to you. No more jokes. No more jokes. (laughs) That is going to do it for this week. Then we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. And do not forget, we are still running that contest. You have until the 31st to enter. We'll be drawing the winners on November 2nd. So get those ratings and reviews in and be entered into a drawing for a $10 gift card to a storefront of your choice. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com forward slash Level Down Games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash Level Down Games and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, we've got two episodes going up of BG Mania. They are going up back to back. Wednesday, October 30th. Obviously, it's the end of the month. Normal episode. 
we're going to be having a spooky good time with Radio Hour Volume 28. Five picks from me, five picks from Frank, one from Jessica, one from you, the listener. They will all be spooky themed. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then on the 31st, Halloween, Thursday, we're going to have a bonus episode going up. That is going to be a a very different kind of episode. Again, I don't want to give away what we're doing, but tune in for that on Thursday. It'll be music very much centered around Halloween as well. But we're going to do something different, and I I, I think you're going to like it. At least I hope you do. Let me know if you do. If you don't, I'll never do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Varen's theme from The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages, again composed by Monaco Adachi and Kinohiro Seda. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. (laughs) 